Welcome, ladies, to the Real Estate Investor Show, providing inspiration, strategies, and insight to empower women investors to live balanced and financially free lives. Now, here are your co-hosts, Liz and Andressa. So in today's episode, ladies, we have two other amazing contributors to our book, The Only Woman in the Room, Anna Kelly and Kathy Fecky. These are two just top-notch women investors in our world of, of investing and two women that a lot, a lot of women look up to. What I think you'll appreciate a lot from these two women who've quite honestly created a lot of financial freedom for themselves. Um, and they talk a lot about overcoming adversity. And both of these women, they talk about in their, their, their chapters, they talk about it obviously during the interview, but you know, overcoming adversity and how that doesn't happen just once in your life. You have to continually overcome adversity. The other piece that I think was really, very really powerful was talking about overcoming adversity and then leaning into your future self, right? Envisioning your future self. And then there's all these things in between adversity and your future self. And we get into specific tools that you can actually apply in your own life today to get you to where you want to go. And I'm just going to share one tiny one so you can see how powerful this episode is, but I'm not going to share it all, right? <laughs> so one item, one exercise that was shared by Anna Kelly is that when you are facing a challenge, take a break and list all the accomplish that you have achieved so far. And in front of those accomplish, accomplishments, you're going to write what are the skills that you use in order to be able to overcome it because that is what it's going to take for you to really overcome your current situation and really face the future, move forward towards your, your future. So this is an exercise that we dig a little bit down and both Anna and Kathy share so much. We are so appreciative of, of their contribution to the book and to this episode. So this is a must listen or must watch. Uh, for all of you guys that are stuck in a mindset that want to move forward and you don't know how, this is it. This is your signal. If you were asking for one, this is it. So enjoy this episode. You ever feel like your vacation rental sits empty too often? Missing out on potential income? Look, you're not alone. Many property owners struggle with underperforming bookings and the complexities of property management. But here's some good news. Vacasa outperforms other property managers in 92% of the markets they operate. They've helped homeowners like you increase their bookings by an average of 24%, turning those empty days into profitable opportunities. Want to see what your earnings could look like with Vacasa? Visit biggerpockets.com slash Vacasa, spelled V-A-C-A-S-A, and get a free personalized income estimate today. That's biggerpockets.com slash Vacasa. Top real estate investors love to talk about how they save so much on taxes, but how are they able to build rental property empires while skirting Uncle Sam? 1031 exchanges. 1031 exchanges allow you to defer capital gains taxes while you sell an investment property, exchanging your old property for a bigger, better one and avoiding the tax man while you do it. And that's where First American Exchange Company comes in. They're the leaders in 1031 exchanges. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just starting, First American Exchange can help you with simple rental property exchanges, complex commercial real estate investments, reverse exchanges, and more. Don't let your taxes eat into your profits. Visit First American Exchange Company at firstexchange.com or call them at 800-556-2520. That's firstexchange.com or 800-556-2520. 
Keep your money in your pocket and propel your portfolio further at firstexchange.com. First American Exchange Company does not provide tax or legal advice. Consult your financial, real estate, tax, or legal advisor about your circumstances. First American Exchange Company. Safe, smart, secure. Welcome back, ladies. This is Liz. And this is Andressa. Welcome back to the Real Estate Invest Her Show, where we are on a very big mission to support women living a financially free and balanced life. We are so excited to have these two amazing, amazing women on our show today, Anna Kelly and Kathy Fecky. Welcome to the show and thank you for being back on the show. Thank you so much. So glad to be here here with you ladies. Yeah, these two amazing women are uh, contributors where they, they're amazing women in a lot of areas of their lives and a lot of their business ventures. But what really makes this uh, episode unique is that we, they both are contributors in our uh, book, The Only Women in the Room. So we'll be jumping in to their stories and some, some themes that kind of actually, they uh, have a lot of alignment around and kind of break through some of, you know, barriers and what have you, just really, really amazing stuff. So we'll get into their stories here in a moment. As we always like to do, we, we thank you so much for being on, you know, being with us and and, you know, sharing with us and, 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 and really just being a listener and just not just a listener, but like feeling what we're feeling, going through what we're going through, right? Whatever that word is. Crying <laughs> with us, cursing yeah. with us. Oh, we appreciate you because we could feel you and we really appreciate your, your presence and spending time with us. So as we always like to do on Jessa, we like to just jump yeah. in and share a quick tip or something that's coming up for us. What's coming up? So, so uh, on the, on, we were, we, before we started recording, uh, Kathy and I were talking about having little ones and, and uh, you know, it was just, you know, so on that vein, so I have a three-year-old and yesterday I've been really trying to help my older son uh, read because obviously he's moving into the virtual learning and I don't know if he's really going to get that necessarily. He will. But so I said, let's start this summer. So I've been working with him on reading. We were outside. I've been in, I was, you know, indoors all day on my computer. I'm like, let's go outside and do some reading. So my daughter stays inside. And that usually is okay because I have a lot of windows in our sunroom so I can see her. So I'm keeping an eye on her and helping my son. And then all of a sudden she comes outside. She's like, mommy, I have something in my nose. I'm like, that's weird. So she shoved a bead up her nose, literally up her nose, like a big bead. And I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, freaking out, like complete hysterical. She's like, it hurts. She starts crying. My son's like, is she going to die? I'm like, <laughs> she's not going to die, but this is not good. And I just started going crazy. I was like, oh my God, I got to get this bead out. I know in the hindsight of things, it wasn't like the biggest deal, but I was really freaking out. I'm like, I don't want to go to a hospital. I don't want to go to like a doctor. No. So she's laying down. You do. So I called my, my, my neighbor. This is where my point of my story is going to come in. Call my neighbor. Matt's like, you know, busy on call. It's not even answering my call. So <laughs> I call my neighbor. She comes down. I'm like, do you have tweezers? But do you have plastic tweezers? because the metal ones are going to hurt her nose. I mean, it was up there, up her nose. So she brings the tweezers. She's, she's like, Liz, just have her like blow her nose a few more times. I did, but I said, I did, I did, but it didn't work. She's like, let's try it again. So I said, Sammy, blow the hardest that you'll ever have to blow. She blew and it popped out. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I tell you that, I tell you that because, oh, you know, I was freaking out and all I needed was someone to come, calm me down, and show me another way. And I feel like that is such a good analogy for so much in our life where we're so like focused on something and then someone says something, we're like, that seems so simple, yet I need to do it because that's probably the right thing for me to do. So um, I just say that because I think we could apply that in all areas of our lives. So um, with, with various things. So just want to share that quick little story. Well, if you had called me, I could have shared my experience with you because when I was little, 
you know, in Brazil, we eat a lot of like rice and beans, right? So there's a, a, a process of like separating the bad beans from the good one before cooking. And my mom was doing that. And I just thought it would be cool to shove not just one, but like a few Ooh. of them up in my nose. I ended up being at the hospital because my mom was freaking out so much. She was not even listening to anybody, my dad, or she just like, she's going to die. Let's go. But I'm glad, Liz, it, you know, you're like, Sammy's like three, so little. And you're like, blow it the hardest. Yeah, Sometimes, she knew that. And she right? did that. Sometimes I also feel that we, we divide our energy in little tiny bit and it loses the potential, right? So all the ladies that are listening in real estate, like, this is it. I'm gonna invest in real estate, blow the bridge, blow it, <laughs> and go. Instead I like of that. like holding into that plan B, C, D, and just like, ah, right? So blow it, think about Sammy. She blew the hardest, so blow the hardest. <laughs> Today's lesson. <laughs> Today's lesson. I tell you, it's like a, it's a whirlwind, right? But thank you both for being on our show today. And, you know, you know, both of you have such a, a, you know, such a phenomenal story and you're phenomenal people. So why don't we just take a few minutes before we jump in to the kind of the theme that ran through both of your chapters in, in this book, um, just to share a little bit about, you know, what, again, we asked, we probably asked you this the first time you're on the show, but what, you know, not only what propelled you to get involved in real estate investing, but instead, since you've been on the show before, what keeps you investing in real estate? Because both of you are exper very experienced ladies and have been in this business for quite some time. So if you both can share that, introduce yourself, share that, and then we'll jump in to a little bit more about uh, the book and your stories in the book. So why don't we start with you, Anna? Sure. So, you know, one of the things that really propelled me to, to being in real estate and primarily I'm a multifamily investor. I invest in, you know, multiple asset classes, but multifamilies, you know, where I spend most of my time um, really was because I had a baby. And when I had that baby, like all of my drive that I had, you know, since my childhood really to escape poverty and climb the corporate ladder and create the American dream all of that kind of went out the window when I became a mother because I was also a latchkey kid. And as much as it was important to me not to be in that cycle of poverty and to become an independent woman and be able to take care of myself, my mom wasn't home a lot when I was little. So she worked two jobs and I'm like, I don't want my child being raised by somebody else. I've got to figure out to, you know, how to do whatever it takes to replace my income so that I'm no longer going, you know, in the corporate world and, and my baby being in daycare. So I started, you know, out by watching HGTV while I was on maternity leave and flipping houses. And eventually I went into, you know, house hacking and buying some small rentals really with the whole plan to replace my six figure income, get home with my baby or babies as fast as I possibly could. And that was my drive. And so Thankfully, I was able to do that and retire from my corporate career. It took me many years longer than I thought that it would to be able to do that through you know, many, many ups and downs. Um, but I was finally able to, to retire. And so now, you know, I keep doing it because I want to build legacy wealth and I really want to help other women and, and little girls like I was, you know, in my, my apartment complex to learn to become financially independent and no longer have to depend on a job, a spouse, 
um, my stock market portfolio to be able to make sure that I'm okay, that my kids are going to be okay, that our needs are met, and that they don't have as, as difficult of a struggle as I did, you know, growing up. Yeah, that's great. I appreciate you sharing that. How about you, Kathy? I, I think I could sum it up. What, what keeps me investing is just addiction. <laughs> I love it. Um, it. You know, when it, it, it's like you go to a, you, you maybe don't need another sweater, but you find a really good deal on a sweater and you're just going to buy it. You don't even need it. It's, it's, it's kind of like that. And, and also trying new things. Um, I just, I just started Airbnb and it's been unbelievable because, um, you know, in March, people thought Airbnb was going down the tubes and then it flipped around just like real estate in general um, over the last few months, it flipped to being incredibly desirable because people are not necessarily flying, but they'll drive a few hours to go to an Airbnb. So um, that's a totally new thing. I am literally making beds and you know, like cleaning houses and I love it. So it's just a whole new way of doing it. Um, also, I, I took a little break over the last few years because we were having a, a hard time doing syndications, trying to find anything that could pencil. And now we think that's going to shift. So we've, we've hired an acquisitions manager and we're, we're going to be ready uh, for any opportunity that comes along. Because when, when I started syndicating in 20, uh, 2009, <laughs> there were deals everywhere. I mean, I had partners who came out of retirement, 10 years in retirement to jump in and, and be a part of that. And I remember thinking, why? You don't have to. And he, and one of my partners said, well, you can only play so much golf. So <laughs> um, it's just once, <laughs> once you're a real estate investor, it's, it's, uh, it's fun. It's really fun. So Kathy, I'm just going to pick back on that, right? Because you just said that you started your Airbnb and your uh, you know, boots on the ground, literally clean, clean whatever, whatever it takes. You don't have to, right? You don't have to, but you know, I, I feel, I understand completely because I, I have Airbnbs and I love Airbnbs. I rather have Airbnbs for the, the communication perspective with guests is so totally different than with, with uh, long-term um, renters. Yeah. But there is some, I don't know you, but there's a lot of peace of mind when like an instant gratification with Airbnb. I, yeah. Listen, like that is addictive. So it's so much you, fun. I agree. Sure. I agree with you. Some people say you guys are nuts. I was like, well, try <laughs> it and you're going to see it. But you, you don't need to, what I'm trying to say to the, the ladies that are listening is that you are a newbie in different areas in your life as you are expanding, pivoting, and you got to allow yourself to experience in the, independently of your background, if you have raised money, if you haven't. So it's really refreshing to hear from you, Kathy, because you, you don't have to, but you are just trying. So my question is, why are you choosing that path? Uh, you know, it was just an opportunity uh, where we could have ADUs in, in Los Angeles County. And, um, and so I, you know, it's like I said, when you're an entrepreneur, you just, you just 
want to try stuff. It's, it's just, I'm a starter. I, I'm not a finisher. That's, that's something I've learned about myself. I'm a visionary. So um, Real Wealth is really run by my husband now uh, because they know how to put systems in place. And I don't, I, like I said, I try things. And, um, and so <laughs> I have to constantly be, be trying new things. It's just my personality. And, and also um, it's, a, it's a new thing where, like you said, I get to be friends with these tenants. I've never really gotten to know my, my long-term tenants because in a way you're not really supposed to, uh, they're not supposed to know who you are. You've got to stay really anonymous. And, and with this, I, I left my book in the Airbnb just to see what would happen. And every single person has said, wow, on vacation, I read your book. I, it changed my life. And then I go and sit with them for an hour and we talk real estate. And Mm -hmm. to me, that's super, uh, fulfilling to know that, on vacation, their life changed in my Airbnb. Right? How cool. Yeah. I love that because I think part of real estate and, and being an entrepreneur and a businesswoman is you're, you're always looking at what is the current economy giving me and where's their opportunity? And can I go do it, have fun, make a difference in people's lives and make a little money doing it? And every market kind of gives you a different niche that, that provides that opportunity. So it just kind of layers one thing on top of another and if you're not having fun doing it, you're in the wrong niche. Like I yeah. love what I do every day. And yeah, that's part of why I keep doing it too, because I'd rather buy real estate that changes my life, my investors and my tenants' lives than any pair of shoes, any new car, anything else like that. Cause it's, it's exciting. It's fun. It is fun. And this is why I look like this. Cause I, I, I'm also taking care of my grandson who, cause my daughter is starting her business and I don't know how you moms do it with these young kids at home all day. Really. I just, I have the greatest respect for you because I'm an empty nester now. And, uh, and so hopefully it's a wonderful experience. <laughs> I imagine it's got its challenges too, but I, I'm, so I'm, I was watching the baby this morning and I get to clean the every Airbnb after this interview. So I didn't have time to get changed. So here I am. <laughs> COVID, the COVID look. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, something that both of you kind of spoke to in, in both of your chapters were really amazing. I, we've had the, you know, the luck and the, the joy of, of reading this book, obviously, and, and studying the book and looking for errors in the book and all that fun stuff that goes into making sure it's the top is quality. And it's, you know, reading both of your chapters, something that stood out was about overcoming adversity. And it's interesting because when you think about adversity, adversity can happen at any point in your life. It's not with the beginning of the stage or the beginning of the journey. It's like really can happen any time. And um, I know for me, even people said, what was the hardest thing that's happened to you in your business? And it was just a few years ago. It wasn't the beginning. That stuff I chalk up to just being, you know, clueless and young, but, um, but it's interesting because adversity can happen at any point. So Tell us a little bit about, I mean, everyone has adversity in their life. And I feel like both of you kind of prove the point, right? It doesn't matter, right? It does not that it doesn't matter what people are going through. I don't mean it like that because it does matter. And these are very difficult things that people can, would go through and can go through both of you as well. But how do you, how did you both move through the adversities to propel you to financial, to financial freedom? Not, not just how, but what did you actually do to propel you through that? Because I think that's what, you know, I think that's what all of us need to hear more of, right? Is not just the esoteric idea, but like, what did you do daily to move you through diverse adversities to get you on your path where you are now? So um, Kathy, I'll start with you, if you don't mind sharing that. 
Well, let me uh, be words, wise words of someone who's been around a while. You will have adversity and you'll probably have it a lot and maybe all the time. It's, it's part of life. And, um, you know, even when people might look at me and think, oh my gosh, I can skate through life now. That's, that's not the case. There's life always has challenges. You know, my mom has, don't know, I'll try to get through this sentence, but she, I just found out she has stage four cancer. So mm. it's, um, it's, it's always there. And so how we live with adversity is really the question because it doesn't ever go away, no matter how much money you have. Um, you know, we raise kids, maybe, maybe they have challenges in their lives and, and, uh, and, and friends and so forth, or, or goodness knows our country, right? <laughs> so we've got plenty of adversity there. Uh, so the way I deal with it, and especially right now, these are really, really challenging times. We're in, we're in really challenging times energetically on this planet mm-hmm. and, and on earth so much. Um, ugh, I just, well, let's not even go there. But I, so for me, I have to wake up, and my husband helps me with this, um, looking for the positive, looking for what to be grateful for, um, not looking for who I can fight with, you know, which is what seems to be the trend out there. But really um, being starting with that place of gratefulness and what really matters. And what really matters is, you know, we got to write that down and remember that. It's easy to forget it. Uh, Sometimes people will say their family matters most, but it comes last on the list when you really look Mm. at the time spent. And, and the quality time spent on the things that matters most. So, so being super clear, write it down, the top three things most important in your life and honor those. Uh, because when I lost money and I've lost, I've, I've had, tw- oh gosh, maybe there was one point at Real Wealth where I had $200 in the bank account and I came in and said, I'm sorry, I can't pay you our employees today. And they're like, oh, it's okay. Maybe next month you'll be able to play, pay us. So I know what that's like, but I remember at those times when I was at bottom, I would just kind of look around and, and I'd go on my hiking trails and it's like, well, this hiking trail is the same trail I hiked on when I had money. You know, I can, I could still hike it. It's free. Oh, this is the same husband I had before. You know, these are the same kids, (laughs) you know, nothing's really changed. So appreciate and love what you have and look for the positive exercise. I can't express that enough. Get a hardcore workout in at least three or four times a week to get the stress out and in nature, ideally, because then we can recenter. And it's in those times that that brilliant idea comes that changes everything for me. Love that. Love that. And lots of prayer. Lots of prayer. <laughs> Anna, how about you? Awesome. Yeah, I, I think I can echo so much of what Kathy said. You know, I think I think in life we have to look at the fact that, you know, life is difficult and there's always going to be seasons of difficulty. And what really separates whether you you continue and you do well and you overcome those things is is your mindset and, and your faith. You know, you have to know what is it that I want in life and and how is this challenge going to, you know, maybe make it more difficult. But do I, do I know what's really important to me and am I, am I willing to do whatever it takes to figure out how to deal with this hurdle so that I can move on and not lose sight of my vision and, and my ideal life and what I'm trying to do and what I'm trying to create. So, um, you know, I got stronger as I, as I moved on in life and as you mature and as you do deal with adversity, adversity you have a little more confidence in, in, and faith. You have more confidence that I got through something really bad and I have to trust myself and trust that I have what it takes to solve every problem that's within my control. 
I have what it takes to overcome, you know, every challenge and every difficulty, even if I can't fix it. I have what it takes to keep going and to make next day better and the next day better to get back on course for, for the life I'm trying to live. And I also have the faith that as difficult things work out and I, I'm, you know, now have the benefit of, of hindsight that I see, wow, every challenge that I've been through has really made me so much stronger as a person and prepared me for the next thing that, that comes before. And so having faith that I, I can get through this, that God's going to work it all out for my best. If I just do the best that I can, um, I really believe that. And so it makes it so much easier for me not to stay in the funk emotionally of what I'm dealing with and to go, okay, I can cry. I can grieve. I can mourn. I can be upset, but I'm quickly going to dust off, you know, dust off the tears and take the next step and, and just move on with the faith and determination that I'm going to get through this. It's going to make me stronger. I'm not going to give up and give it any more of my time and emotional time to wallow in the mud, but I'm just going to keep going because my why matters to me so much that I'm not going to let anything derail that and, and pursuing that ideal life that I desire to create. So Anna, in one I took a little part of, of your chapter, and here's what you say about belief. Believe that you have what it takes to solve every problem. Get the habit of asking yourself, how can I brainstorm multiple ways to solve every problem and keep brainstorming and testing solutions until you figure out the way forward? And I love that, that you keep brainstorming and figuring out a way forward a lot of a lot of people that are listening to us sometimes they're like okay how how can i believe because i don't see the vision there yet so what are the baby steps that i can take now in order for me because i only see one way and i can and i'm trying to figure out on my own because of x y and z and just see one way and i wish but do i truly believe probably not so what would you say to those folks that are listening to us and think that way sure you know i think sometimes we think oh if i just had more money i could i could fix this problem or if i just had a better network i could fix this problem or you know if 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 and what I had to start asking myself, you know, when, when I told you I got into real estate, just a, a quick, you know, high, high level, you know, in 2003, I had my first baby and I thought I'll be home with him in a year. And we were just going to flip enough houses. It was going to happen. Well, the flips didn't go so well. We learned a lot of mistakes because we, we didn't know what we didn't know. My husband lost two jobs. Then we moved to PA and we started his business high to the market. We thought entrepreneurship's the way 2007, great 2008 things started to crash and I worked for AIG and it went, almost went under, lost my retirement plan and I couldn't get loans anymore. I thought I'm just going to keep now buying enough rentals since flipping doesn't work. My husband doesn't want to do it. We're going to do rentals instead. And then suddenly I couldn't get loans for properties because I worked for AIG. All the lenders knew it. And they're like, you can't get money. So I'm like, <laughs> I don't have money. I can't get loans. I don't have a lot of skills, but I want to be home with my baby so badly. I'm just going to figure it out. And I started studying. I started, 
you know, looking into seller financing and figuring out how I could buy properties off market instead. So I had to say to myself, I might not have money. Maybe I can find another way, you know, in my brain and in my makeup, I have what it takes to get creative. I might not know the solution, but I have what it takes to go find another way and find another solution. And if I can't find the money, I can't find the people, I'm going to go educate myself on how are other people doing this, despite the fact that they don't have money, credit, et cetera. So the belief in myself became in, I can believe enough in my drive and my why and my ability to learn and figure things out even if I can't believe that tomorrow I'm going to have the next hundred thousand dollars I need to, to buy that next property. So the belief is really believing in myself that if I want something bad enough, I have within me what it takes to figure out other ways and educate myself on other ways to accomplish it or to ask for help. And that was really hard too, because initially I felt like I have to do it all by myself. Right. Husband's doing something else. I don't know real estate investors. I just have to figure this out. And when I finally started saying, okay, I'm going to go to a real estate networking group. I really don't want to, but I'm going to, and I'm going to say, I have a problem. I need to figure out how to do this. You bring other people in your community, in your circle to support you to help you see the other solution, like Liz said, you know, with the, with the bean up in the nose, it's like when you're in it emotionally and you're in the funk, you can't see any other way than what you know like that because you're just too emotionally involved. So asking for help, asking for support and believing that together you will find the right people or the right resources, the right knowledge that will help you to figure it out and keep going. And the more you do it, the more you have faith in your, in your ability to keep doing that. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm curious, have you been struggling to keep your vacation rental booked? I totally get it. It's tough to manage and keep filled. But we found something that really works. It's called Vacasa. They've seriously changed the game for a lot of the BP audience. In almost every market they're in, Vacasa manages to fill up the calendar more than anyone else. And get this, the average Vacasa user sees about 24% more bookings than with other managers. That's a lot of extra income. Curious to see what you could be earning? You can get a personalized income estimate right there. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised at what Vacasa can do for you. Check out biggerpockets.com slash Vacasa, spelled V-A-C-A-S-A, biggerpockets.com slash Vacasa. You're trying to close on your next rental, so why is your insurance company dragging its feet? With long lead times and never-ending paper forms, it's no wonder it takes forever to finally get a policy. Modern investors deserve better. They deserve Steadily.com. At Steadily.com, you'll get fast, affordable landlord insurance available online 24-7 in just a few clicks. You can even get next-day coverage, which takes just minutes, by the way, to obtain. And you can do it all from your phone. Steadily was founded by landlords who created insurance products tailored to the unique needs of this industry. It's their sole focus, and that's why landlords nationwide consistently rate them 4.8 out of 5 stars. So whether you've got a single family, short-term, or multifamily portfolio, Steadily.com can secure the best coverage at the best price to protect your properties. Discover how Steadily can save you both time and money on your rental property insurance. Visit Steadily.com for a commitment-free quote tailored to your needs today.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And Kathy, in, in your chapter too, you had talked a lot about various, you know, <laughs> situations that you went through. And, you know, I, I, lo- I, love, I loved your story and I love what you said around the idea of just, you know, how you kind of broke it, broke it apart and, and what, what your husband went through and all those sort of things. So share a little bit about you know, how do you manage it? How have you managed adversity? You know, and, and just in terms of that part of it as well, I'd love to hear just, you know, what would have been some of your mantras as well around that? Yeah, well, that was uh, 2003 and we had just, well, we had a few years before bought a really big house, um, too, probably too big, a $4,000 a month payment. Rich had just come out with his book called Extreme Success. We had two daughters. Everything was perfect. I was growing an organic garden. I still had my, my little, I had been in broadcasting, but I had my little radio show on the side that I did for fun. And I, I made it. And this is, this is what so many people think they're going to achieve is making it. And I was there and life was perfect. And then Rich came home from his book tour. He had just been in New York. He, he was, they were billing him as the new Tony Robbins. And it was like really exciting um, TV shows and stuff. And, and then he comes home and, and he's got tears in his eyes. And I'm like, what's, what's wrong, honey? He said, I, I went to the doctor. They saw this freckle. It turns out it's melanoma. They did more tests. They think it spread, metastasized. And the doctor said, I probably have six months to live. So it was just a complete and total, what? You know, like, how can that be? I, I went into shock. Um, I went into so much shock that I refused to believe it. And I think this is really important. And it has a lot to do with what Anna just said you know, at the beginning was um, like, I refused. There was no way I was going to believe that. But Rich, being a motivational speaker, that's what his book was about. He didn't have the faith. <laughs> he lost the faith. And he started going online. This is what people are doing right now with, this, with everything that's going on today in the economy. You're spending too much time online reading bad stuff instead of making life great. And, and so he was going online and reading about everybody who died from melanoma. You know, what, how's that going to help him? And he started to believe it. And, um, and so I had a spiritual healer friend and I just was like, honey, we just meet with him. And Rich was not into that, but he, he, he agreed to do it for me. And this guy, you know, looks Rich in the eye and says, how much of you believe you're going to survive this? And Rich said, well, you know, 90%. And the, the healer looks at him and says, you know, and it's like, he's like, well, that 10% doubt will kill you. Mm. And, and Rich is like, Oh, I know that I teach that. So in, he said in that moment, he shifted to 100%. I'm going to survive this 100%, zero doubt, zero doubt. And he's alive and well today. Of course, he gets his melanoma checks every, every day and they cut it out and they did the treatments. Um, it, it is moving from even 99%. Any amount of doubt can take you down. It has to be 100% I am in. And, and when I started Real Wealth, that's where I was. It, I couldn't even, I've described my life like a bird, like a human who feels like a bird, like I'm flying. And the minute I look down and go, oh, I'm flying, I shouldn't be flying. That's when I feel like I'm going to fall. So you just don't look down. You know, you just got to keep going. 
And, and uh, I mean, I'm in challenges right now. We have syndications that aren't going well. You know, it's it, real estate's hard. It's hard. The difference is I tell my investors, you know, I'm like, this is a risk. We are doing, you know, every risk is listed here. Are you in or are you not? We could lose money, but we could make money. And, and we go and we do it and we do our best, but you know, you, you just do your best. But it, like right now I'm trying to work out um, and I will work out. And as I, I even just now, don't ever say try, I will work it out. This thing's going to work out better. Just not exactly how we expected, but better. That's and I love it. that. Is it <laughs> say something about that? <laughs> but I just, I love that because I, I know for me, I had to get over that my dream had to look a certain way and the path to get there had to look a certain way. And when my path to get there really took 15 years instead of the year that I thought it was going to, that was hard. I had to make myself believe over and over and over for 15 years, I will get home with my babies. Well, by the time I did it, my kids are all in school. So that dream of stay at home mom looks completely different than what I envisioned. But the way it worked out was even better than what I envisioned for many, many reasons. And so that faith that I'm going to work this out and not let the how it has to work out be so specific in your mind that you continue to be disappointed that it didn't go that way. So, yeah. I love that. And, and, and just to add to that, because I feel like I've, I've been, I said to Matt the other day, you know, we've been at this a long time, you know, we've been investing for a long time. Shouldn't we be here instead of where we are, wherever <laughs> here is and wherever there is, right. It doesn't, it doesn't even matter. And I had that moment of, and I think that happens sometimes for me. And I think it happens for people, wherever people are, we just, unfortunately compare ourselves right to this to the to the to the facebook ideal we compare ourselves to other other people women compare themselves to other women and i I think we all have to kind of stop doing that i just i guess i could speak personally but obviously speak to the women that are listening is just you know what do you 100 percent believe like really believe i love that kathy you know and also then to to then say okay let me just stay focused on that let me not compare myself to anyone else yeah. for any other reason. And it's like, I, I constantly am like, well, if we did this, we should have that. Right. It's like this, it's like this din, 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 din. and it's not like that. Right. It's like, it's your path. So uh, the way out of that, I love that is to actually focus on that belief, right. That strong belief, no matter what it looks like. And this is the path that we're on. Right. I, I mean, I love that so much. I just have to tell you something funny um, that rich, I, 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 we finally had a business coach who also has to be a marriage coach because my business partner is my husband. And, um, and I, you know, one of the things I kept doing is bringing up the past because back in probably 2013, we sat down the company and I said, I want to do multifamily. And they're like, no, we're a single family company. And I'm like, well, but I want to, I want to, and they nixed it. And so I was comparing myself to others. I'm like, she did it. And, and you guys, you know, you're all doing these multifamily and I was mad and I was holding on that grudge to rich. Like, why didn't you listen to me? If you just listen to me, we don't own as many apartments as they do and, and more, you know, and rich is like, yeah, but our single family business is doing really well. You know, focus on that. And, uh, and so I just, I think that's funny. So one of the things that the coach said to me was never bring up the past. It's now and the future and learn from it, but never bring it up or point fingers because, you know, the fact of the matter is we put our focus where we did and it's turned out great. Right. 
Yeah. So funny. So <laughs> I'm reading this book called Letting Go by David R. Hawkins. And I usually, sometimes when I go somewhere, I'm always with my, my headsets and I was in the grocery store picking up a couple of things and I was listening it and I started laughing hard because letting go, there's a part of it that tells what people do in order to improve themselves. You go to a retreat, you get acupuncture, you do healing, you, you, you read a book, you read two books, three books, you get a, like a, a blessing. You, you, I think the guy was like listening, listing everything that he possibly could. And I was like, yep, did that. Did that? Yes, I did that. Yeah, I went in the middle of the woods. Yes, I walked on fire. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then at the end, he's like, but majority don't surrender and really trust and have faith and let go of the past and surrender. So that's the power of surrender that I'm learning more now that I don't need to be in control, that my future might have a different path. As Anna said, like, oh, I thought I was like, I planned. Da, da, da. Oh, what's happening? Just totally different. So it's really powerful to me to hear that there is a tool that is actually inside me, not outside, that is in my control to really surrender and it does not need to be like a big thing. It can be like a small thing that I don't need to carry that in, in my day. It's just a very, I highly recommend you guys that are listening to, to take uh, listening. And it kind of ties to what Kathy and Anna are saying to really like, okay, I just need to trust that my path might not be what I have in my mind. And the past is the past. And I just need to, to get moving. I think it's so important because, you know, you can spend so much time talking about like real estate strategy, right? Real estate investing strategy, which is really important. And we could, we got to get you both on just to talk about like real estate and, you know, markets and analysis. Like both of these ladies are amazing at that. So much, so much of real estate investing, but I love what you both have to say when it comes to market analysis and strategies and like really strategic thinking when it comes to this business. But having said that, you know, your mindset and like having 100% belief that you can really like, you know, make something happen and then have that faith. I mean, you can learn all the strategies you want, right? I mean, they're, they're out there, right? <laughs> I mean, we, we, we love teaching them and I love teaching different things too, but it's, it's, if you don't have that, it doesn't matter how much you learn. I, I don't care what course you take. I don't care what coach you have, real estate investing coach or what mastermind you're a part of. If you literally don't believe that you actually can be where you want to be, it doesn't matter what, you, what course you take or, or what information you learn. So I just, I want women to hear that because we all can, I mean, I per, speak personally again, I can fall off of that as well, right? Where I'm like doing a comparison uh, uh, evening. I'm like, this is, this is crazy. You know, what's working for us? What's going well? What can we celebrate, right? And that gets me out of my, my you know, crazy little head here. So yeah, just, just getting into that space is important. I would love to share a tool that did help me shift yeah. because until you can see, until your, your subconscious can see a different you or the you that you want to be, you'll never, you'll never make it. It just, you have to be aligned. And uh, so one of the things that we did early on was this future self exercise that Rich takes us through. And if you go to his site, I think his personal site is 
richfedke.com. Um, and you can download it for free. I think it's just called Future Self. And he would um, kind of take us through a very deep meditation. And, and then we listen to the recording. And I think that one's in my voice, actually. And you, you go into a very deep meditative state and then imagine yourself 20 years in the future to where you can see it and touch it and like literally see what's on the wall and walk the life of that future self. And uh, sometimes when people first do that, it's a very negative future self. Uh, we've had friends, we've taken them down this journey and, and they're like, ooh, I didn't like that guy. And we're like, well, then you're on a path to be that guy. So what do you need to shift? And, and it was like, oh, I need to shift, you know, what I'm eating and, and I'm drinking too much and I'm smoking too much and I don't, I'm, I'm not having deep relationships with people. And, and so then when we did the future self again with him, when he made those subtle, not subtle, but major shifts, he, he liked his future self. He was becoming the person he wanted to be through his daily actions. So until we can really have our subconscious see, a lot of us have um, energy, like negative thoughts about wealth. I did. I did. I had judgments about wealthy people. I didn't know anyone wealthy. So all I, you know, that's how half the world is or 80% of the world just sees the wealthy as bad people. So if you see that as uh, wealthy people are selfish and, you know, all the stuff you see on that's out there right now, well, you'll never want to be one of them. So until you can shift it and see, wow, you know, that was a shift for me on the Real Wealth Show. I started interviewing wealthy people and thinking, these people are pretty nice and they're sharing information and they're giving tons of money away to charity and, and they're not the selfish, horrible people I've heard about that are wealthy. So again, like really being able to to, to get your subconscious there, you can do it through journaling, journaling your, um, like your, what, what your funeral would be like, you know, what people yeah. say about you. And um, you know, it's picturing yourself again, that like a deep meditative place. Rich will do it every day. He goes and visits his future self every day to get guidance and make sure he's mm. on the right path to being the person he wants to be. It's pretty cool. I love this. I want to share something. So I did that in 2011. And I thought when I did it, I was like, oh, I did, I got wrong. I got it wrong. I don't know <laughs> what it is. And then they were like, okay, share what you got. I was like, listen, I am on stage talking to people <laughs> like me on stage. I, I, I am not from here. English is not my second, my first language. <laughs> I'm not going on stage. I'm going to get so nervous and I'm going to start messing up everything. I got it wrong. No, I did not get it wrong. <laughs> I did not. So the reason why I'm saying this to you guys is that your subconscious and, and the energy, if you let go of the, the possibility of, okay, I'm not in charge and let it come to me, you will come to you like a, like a breeze mm -hmm. and and it is it truly is really really like awakening when when i start connecting the dots i think it was steve job that uh said once you cannot connect the dots that are in front of you after all the hurdles the obstacles then when you look back and then you can you know really connect the dots and and, and move forward so uh, something that I, similar to, to Kathy that I think ties in exactly what you're saying that, that helps me, two exercises that I go through continually. When you talk about the self-conscious, you know, we, we think and we become what we let come into our minds and what we focus on. And if we're focusing on, 
negativity and negative things in the future and failures that we've had personally, instead of giving ourselves the grace that regardless of what we fell on in the past and regardless of what we see, you know, who are we? And do we believe that we can become the people we want to become? And so one of the things that I did and I still do in challenges is I make a list of the great things I've accomplished that I surprised myself that I've accomplished and the skills that I have as a person that make me strong and that make me good at what I, I think about. Because when we're in the funk, we don't think about the good about us and the things we've done. We just think, I don't have within me what I need to overcome this. And so I feed my mind with reminders of, you know, the, the things that I've accomplished that I didn't think I was capable of doing and of the skill sets that I do have um, and the things about myself that I can control that I'm proud of, you know, my, my integrity, my work ethic, my creativity, whatever it is. And then I create a statement of the future of who do I want to become? I have a personal growth statement that says in the next five years, this is who I want to become. Kind of like Liz, you said, you know, write your obituary. It's like, what do I want to be known for? And what is my ideal vision of life of who I am? Not necessarily how many units I own or whether it's multifamily or self-storage, but who do I want to become? What does that look like? And then how can I apply what I know about myself that I can commend myself about instead of getting down on myself to becoming that person with whatever opportunities come my way. I may have to pivot a million times, but I, this is what I want. This is who I want to become. I look at that all the time, at least once a week and look at who I, who I have been and what skills I have to become that. And then I set all of my personal and business goals based on who I want to become. And then I back into the activities that I do every day, the kind of deals that I do, I'll only do them if they serve who I want to become. And if I think I have the skills to do them. And if they don't, I don't care how much I like a partner. I don't care how much money it might make me. It's going gonna, it's gonna to derail me. So if we feed our minds with who we are, the positive affirmations of who we are, who we want to become, makes it so much easier to believe in ourselves and believe in our ability to jump over every hurdle, create the life that we want and, and to keep going because it's what we're feeding our minds every day. Absolutely. I, I absolutely love what you both are saying. And I, I, I'm biased, of course, <laughs> because of, of just knowing the two of you and, and biased that, that I know you both your track record and just how amazing you both are. But you got to get this, ladies. These two women have created such amazing things for their lives. Uh, if you get nothing out of today's episode, I mean, you got to obviously read their stories in, the, in, in this amazing book that has just been, is coming out. But more importantly, talk about your future self. Talk about it, visualize it, write it down. You got some amazing takeaways here, which I just absolutely love because I think that's what this is all about, right? You know, is really giving giving our audience, giving the women listening tangible takeaways here, not just inspiration, but tangible takeaways. And, and, and both, of, both of you have, have given those things in such a uh, wonderful way. So thank you both. Um, lo love what you both are saying. I got some great takeaways myself, to be honest. So uh, before we wrap up, um, I'd love to hear from both of you. Where can the ladies listening learn more about both of you? And uh, you know, where can they connect with, with, with one another? So Anna, why don't you start? 
Sure. So my website is reimom.com where, you know, you can get links to all of my other um, activities. And I'm actually launching a new brand called Greater Purpose Capital. Um, so greaterpurposecapital.com. My website will be up in about a month. Um, but really, one of the things when we talk about our future self and what we want, you know, I'm really taking a lot of my investing and starting to really commit to only doing deals that have a meaningful impact on others, on the lives of my investors, on the lives of the residents and, and the types of projects we buy. So it's really important to me at this phase in life to, to do projects that really make an impact on our world and make a difference. And so if you're interested in investing in those types of opportunities, um, greaterpurposecapital.com is where you can find me in the next few weeks. Awesome. How about you, Kathy? Realwealth.com is where you can find us and it's free to join. There's lots of uh, webinars, tons of webinars and market data, places to invest in uh, teams that we've worked with, property managers and uh, contractors all can be found there. And then uh, my book, Retire Rich with Rentals, is on Amazon. And then, of course, the Real Wealth Show podcast. Awesome. And all this information you guys can find on our show notes, where you can also find the link for the book, The Only Woman in the room, which we're super proud to be publishing. So thank you both for being here with us. We know how chaotic the, the schedule can be. And I, I, we are so appreciative to, you know, both of you. We know you guys personally and have building a relationship and having you in the book with us. We just can't wait to, you know, I envision the future of like a retreat with all of us in a warm place. <laughs> We're really like sharing, uh, right? A good thing with each other. So thanks. So I much. have a nice new beach house, Andressa. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right come visit okay. me on the other Talk side too. <laughs> Thank there you both go. so much. <laughs> Thank you guys. All right. Bye. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to receive updates on our next interviews, go to our website, therealestateinvestor.com. There, you can subscribe to our show, become part of our investor community, and get updates on upcoming episodes. If you like our show, please share it with other women who would benefit. And don't forget to leave us a rating on iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. And as always, we encourage you to take one action as a result of today's show and put it into motion so you can live both a financially free and balanced life. Thanks for spending time with us. Ciao.